0: Logan Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo at Talk.com.
1: Allie, great to be with you, sir. Yeah, great to be with you too, Dwayne. And we talked a few times in the last few days, so that's good. We're staying in touch after our calls and in between and so on. Yeah, yeah. Busy, uh, busy time of the year, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what? Hey, for our listeners, this is a cool thing. Dwayne and I not only do this podcast together, but we also, you know, brainstorm. You know, we run things past each other. And we did talk about this, I think last week about finding mentors or friends or like-minded peers that you could share and run things by because we can't be the, on our own little island and try to feel like all the pressures entirely on us when there's so many other people out there that have maybe done it, been there before, have advice and, you know, or maybe they would just give you their honest opinion when we're seeing things one way or not. So I love that about what we could do when we chat with each other.
0: Yeah, and I, I just to kind of give a reference point to that. Yesterday, I quickly called you up and I said, "Hey, what do you think about this idea?" And uh, you know, and 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 you know, what kind of bonuses could I throw in to uh, make the pot even sweeter for my students? So uh, yeah, yeah, I
1: mean, it, it, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's what I love. And and then by the way, that's why I like to read. I, I mean, I'm always listening to audio stuff. But sometimes when you're on the internet, you're getting mixed. Reviews or mixed information. So sometimes it's better to go with somebody you know that you know you can trust versus a uh, person who is a coach, let's say, or, or claims to be a coach or whatever. Because sometimes you're just not sure if it's going to work for you or work the same way or whatever the case may be. You mean it's not going to
0: work in my area?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or it might not. It might not. I wanted to be kind, but to say like sometimes people are are coaching people. And they really don't have, they may have a few successes under their belts, but they don't have a long enough track record. Um, I'll give you an example. There was a guy out by me in Long Island that, um, man, he was like the rave, the talk of the town for like about a year and a half. He had opened up in this location, which must have been prime in, in Long Island. Where we're very oversaturated with martial arts, but it must have been prime for his school. And he opened and within like six months, he was up to like 500 students. He He opened up a new studio, he took all this money and all blah, blah, blah. And I went and I watched his classes and the substance and I was like, you know what, I don't think he's going to make it past the two-year mark. And within the first year, the second location closed down and then his other location now is very, very, very small. So it was just like, you know, fluke of luck, you know. So he he was coaching people, telling people what he's doing and he was an expert on everything. And I could tell because I've done this for so long that it wasn't going to last all that long because everything was built – on a house of cards, so to speak. You know what I mean?
0: Well, that's, yeah. And that's funny because you, uh, I think it was yesterday after I got them talking with you about that idea, I said to you, I said, you know, I said, I, I don't really consider myself as a good coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? I, it, so it's funny that you, uh, you, you, you say that, you know, somebody has some you know, success for a year and all of a sudden they feel as if they could coach people and right. i've been in the business for 20 years now and and you know i think sometimes to myself man uh, like in, in, you know can i can i really give advice and it be good advice you know what i mean so yeah well, i think kind of you're point. i
1: think i think you're being overly humble on regards to that because just based on what you've succeeded at in your life the successes you've had there's enough knowledge there to share with so many people that they could benefit from it so being a co you see that's what i mean like you've lived through it like you've probably had a million of those little things that you thought were the, the next big, you know, bell and whistle, shiny object. And then they, you know, a year later you're like, Oh man, that really wasn't what I thought it would turn out to be. Right. But you've lived the test of time to be able to show, like I always say to people, look, if anything, if people just look at my track record of being in business for 27 years, that's enough, right? Like for people to go like, the guy's kind of have something that he could share with people, right? Like, you know, you've been in business for 20 years, um, but not just in business struggling, but successfully in business for 20 years, 27 years, you know, whatever the case may be, that in itself is amazing. But so it kind of leads into our call today, you know, sharing and, and you know, uh, what we're doing and what we shouldn't be doing. And, and you know, what are your thoughts? Want to lead people in?
0: Yeah. So this uh, this podcast today, we're going to talk about your to-do list for two 2000- thousand. 2019, um, and I and I I I think we should maybe give a give an overview of uh, of what the to do list should be so that we can one not overwhelm everybody, but two maybe give some actionable steps to uh, to school owners that you know they, what they need to be thinking about and looking for um, you know 2019 to actually you know build upon the success or failures of this year and then hopefully have more. Uh, successes in 2019 because yeah when you you know what is the the phrase if you if you don't plan to succeed you'll plan to fail I mean that's that's really yeah. what it is and and Absolutely. it is true that that you do need to have plans they're not always going to go exactly how you would like but um, it's better to have them and then and then uh, have to go down the detours if needed than not have them and the truth be told if you don't have plans uh with how you want to run your school and run your business somebody else will and you'll end up living right uh those plans of somebody else unknowingly even right so so why not us take the bull by the horn and uh, and do that uh so i i don't know about you Allie, but i think the first thing that i do and maybe we kind of go back and forth the first thing i do for 2019
1: uh and
0: for any year is i um I decide and this is pretty much decided now every single year I just have to change change the dates a little bit. I mean the dates don't change but but because the dates in the calendar change I got to shift things is when we're going to be closed. So I go through the whole year and mark out all the dates that we are going to be closed. So what are those dates? I close uh for uh, and let me just preface this our program is run, you come Monday, Wednesday, or you come Tuesday, Thursday. So you come two times a week in most of the programs. And so if we close on a Monday, we will close on a Tuesday, whether that Tuesday is a holiday or not. Same thing. If we close on a Thursday, like Thanksgiving always is on a Thursday, we always close on that Wednesday as well. And, and, and that Friday, too, because that Friday is a B-day for me, too, because I have morning classes, Monday morning, Friday morning. So you either come Monday morning, you come Friday morning. And then that means if, if uh, uh, the A-Day is Monday and the B-Day is Friday, of course we're going to be closed on the B-Day if, if the other two B-Days are closed. So with that being said, I go through and I mark out all of the dates that were closed. President's Day um, were closed. Um, uh, um, Memorial Day, Labor Day, I'm just trying to think of those ones. We also close a week for um, – Spring break. So whenever my wife is off because she works for a school district, um, that's the same week I take off. And I don't care about anybody else's off time. That's my off time. Um, I mean, I care, but I don't care. Uh, right. Then uh, July, 4th of July, we take a week off in the 4th of July. Um, what other holidays am I missing here? Columbus Day. We close for Columbus Day. I also close for Halloween. And so if Halloween, what was Halloween on a, a Tuesday this year? Whatever it was. Yes. Yes. Okay, so we yeah. also closed on Monday. We were closed Monday and then Tuesday. Whatever it was,
1: whatever it, is. A, it was a Wednesday.
0: So okay, so we were closed uh, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Um, I right. did open up on Friday night for for, for private lessons, and then um, Thanksgiving, I closed Wednesday all the way through Sunday, and then mm. um, we closed a week or excuse me, two weeks for Christmas. So whatever week Christmas falls in, and whatever week the New Year's falls in. right? So that's the first thing as I, as, as I do an overview, shift all those dates, whatever it is, that's when we're closed. And then I go through and I put all the graduations in for next year. So this is when uh, the graduations are going to happen. It's super simple for me because uh, we run on quarters. So December, January, February. February is a graduation. Um, March, April, May. May is a graduation. Uh, June, July, and August. August is a graduation. And then um, September, October, November, November is a graduation. And then I have black belt testing two times a year. It's always the first Saturday in June, and it's always the first Saturday in December. So those are really easy uh, to do that. I call them just cyclical events. They, they they happen every single year. That's the very first thing that we do uh, before we put anything else in our calendar.
1: Your thoughts? Well, no, I love everything you're saying. I mean, I, I, lo- I, I don't know if I could quite get away with it, but I also have a different setup as far as schedule goes where I could close. If I close on that Monday, I got to close on that Tuesday. Um, but I, I, like you, I, as well as you, um, close quite often. And, and when I say quite often, you're realistically quite a, a normal times that people would expect a holiday to be off. And we try to follow the school system. Now, we don't follow every Jewish holiday or every, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, whatever days that are just basic school, like election day will still be open. But we are closed, you know, that we're closed for a week between Christmas and New Year's. We're closed for Halloween. We're closed for Thanksgiving weekend, Friday through Sunday, you know, so we have a, a good amount of closings. We close on Veterans Day, on you know, hollow, you know, other days. So, I mean, I think that's important not only for our staff, for for them to continue with energy, but also for our people to take time and be with their family. It's like all my friends that uh, years ago I I realized, like, I could make it to the dojo and teach during a snow day. I probably could walk there. It's close enough. I could drive there. It's safe enough. But if I'm open, those four or five crazy people that may want to branch out, I'm also putting them at risk. I'm also putting my staff at risk. So we have to sometimes make a decision Based on, you know, uh, just pure safety and common sense, why we should be closed and what we need to do to live a life that we live, you know, so that's, I love what you just said. That's awesome.
0: So, yeah, that's what I do is we, we, we do all the closings, we do all the graduations. And then I have specific months that we do certain things in anyways. And so right. then those are the next ones that are plugged in. So,
1: for instance,
0: yeah. in uh, in February, we always do a, 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 um, an overnighter. In March, we always do a um, uh, like a Nerf War uh, night. Um, in April, we always do our Teacher Appreciation Awards night. So the teachers are coming in. Um, in May, we have our Mother's Day uh, workout type thing. In June, yeah. the Father's Day uh, workout type thing. So every... Any of those months that you do something every single year, those need to be slotted in next before you start putting any, anything else in. Again, those are cyclical events. Those are events that happen every single year, if, unless you want to change it up. I mean, there was a time I wasn't doing NERF anything, and, of course, then right. March didn't have that, you know, that type of thing.
1: Right. Well, can I I want to tell you a quick story. Um, way back when, I don't remember the exact date.
0: Allie. I, Allie. Yeah. It's not you, a quick you, story you, well <laughs> i mean it's you Not <laughs> <I'm> just <kidding. laughs>
1: no that's so true though i i agree i say that i'm gonna tell you a quick story my daughter goes no you never tell a quick story but <laughs> but this is kind of this is kind of relevant so um years ago i was on the tv show uh, guiding light i did like a quick walk-on role and i was with the actor um his name is david zayas he's on um gotham and all this other stuff and we sat in our dressing room together what a great guy by the way And I said to him, I said, how do and it really opened my mind for what the business was, because I was doing the martial art business at the time. And I said to him, how do they write these soap operas? Because, you know, how like a soap opera is here and then it clips to the next scene. And it's a totally different topic and another scene and another scene. And he said, well, they have these boards that that are written out and it has like this character and their storyline, this character and their storyline, this character and their storyline. Now, what's the relevance to this topic? He says they all eventually come together into one storyline, right? So um, I said, oh, that's kind of cool for my school. Like when I do my yearly plan, I have to think like what thing leads to the next. And while let's say um, winter camp in January, I'm already maybe at the bottom of the flyer saying, oh, don't forget about and then Nerf Wars in February, right? So if I have my year planned out in such a way I'm not kind of like just hitting people over the head all the time with new shocking information, but it leads into each other. There are all these different layers where we have different topics and then they all come together so that I laid, I've already laid my entire year out for 2019. I mean, I'm talking everything. So I have it, whether it be marketing events, like special events, I'm marketing to the students, my referral program pushes two or three times a year all of these things are laid out. Everything from my dojo for next year is laid out. And I could also play, you know, I could play a, a change. I could change something up and say, ah, I don't want to do Nerf Wars, whatever. Um, but, but it's all there. So I, I already have the flyers starting to be laid out. I'm already starting to pick dates on things. So a parent will know a lot of things way ahead of time. It gives them a better heads up. And they could budget, too. Um, you know, they could say, hey, I, oh, I'm gonna, not going to do this one, but I'm going to do the next three. You know, so it's kind of cool if you think in layers and think ahead. And, um, it's, it's crazy. I have it right in front of me. I wish I could share some of it, but I, it's like, um, it's like 25, 30 pages long. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so it's pretty and, cool. Yeah. And what I would do to simplify things is think about, um, you know, what uh, this isn't the right term. Cause it sounds like I'm talking about me. Think about what I said <laughs> and, that is your, your, your first calendar, if you will, of 2019. Right. Um, so dates closed, graduations, testings, whatever you want to call it, um, mm-hmm. cyclical events, those type of things. And then you have another calendar that is overlaid on top of that, that is the internal marketing calendar that coincides with any of those events and or, um, you know, uh, any external – well, that would be the next next calendar that lays on top of it. So you basically have three calendars. One is the base calendar of open, close, like the bare-bones necessity. Right. Then the marketing stuff for that, and I say marketing, uh, whether it's internal or external marketing for Mm -hmm. your graduation, all those processes, that type of thing. Because, you know, obviously if you have a graduation, a month early you're buying the belts. How does that work? Yada, yada, yada. Right. Right, And then you have another calendar that lays over top of that that is the external. Um, and so that's kind of like the storyboard that you're talking about really Yeah. is, yeah. you know, but for me, you know, I like, that's how I chunk it down. Um, yeah. That type of thing. And then I actually take those things that are again, cyclical and I put them into my uh, calendar to trigger at certain times. So for me, like, this isn't the topic time, but Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, I'm not as productive because there's a lot of my days, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays are so mixed up that I don't get a lot of project work done. Tuesday and Thursdays uh-huh. are my project, project time. So from 8 a.m. to noon, four hours on both of those days, I hardly ever, if ever, schedule anything. And so, because that's when I actually get stuff done. And yeah. So what I, my my point is, for instance, we have um, uh, we we always do the last Friday that we're open in December. We always do a board breaking seminar. Always. Right. Well, that's actually slotted back in November, on a Tuesday, at 8 a.m. And I don't remember if it, maybe it's the the second second uh, uh, Tuesday in November every single year. But it's slotted every single November second Tuesday of November to do that information. Meaning get 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 that, uh, info done out and ready to hand out and online and all the posts, uh, you know, all the shopping cart, all of that stuff. I got a list of stuff that yeah. has to be done for that, but that's a cyclical event, but that's when I started. Right. Does that make sense?
1: Oh dude, it totally makes sense. And it's like, I know though that it could feel and sound quite overwhelming for listeners. Right. So, um, I think the way that I do it and the way you do it is you kind of put it out on paper. I remember when we first got together and we built our program, um, we literally had these boxes and this box led to that box and that box led to this box. And in that box, there were six emails and this and that and so on. And and basically, it was like a graph, which, by the way, you could get right on Word, in in a Word document file where they have graphs and and different um, uh, clipboards that you – yeah, yeah, mind mapping exactly. I love. By the way, that's a great book, mind mapping. I forget who the author was, um, but uh, yeah. So, like for example, uh, for me, just in January, I have. Uh, I'm gonna just read off the six topics that I have, and then uh, I have the Winter Classic Martial Art Championship, which is uh, January twentieth of this year. Then I have my student referral contest. Everyone trains for free uh, campaign. So that's internal marketing to my students. Then I have marketing. Start promoting my summer camp. You see, I'm thinking like January for July, right? And then so I say start, and I have them all color coordinated. It's kind of you know geeky and all that stuff, right? And then I have New Year's marketing campaign, old student campaign, um, and new student campaign, postcards, emails, etc. Right? Then I have the the next thing is start promoting my Long Island Open tournament, which is for in in April right? And then I have the last thing is consider the Black Belt success cycle if we have anyone testing for Black Belt because the six month cycle, which would then be in August. So we have to choose and see who's ready, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just for the month of January. And then February I have it written out where they kind of overlap. You know, one keeps on going, you know, keep promoting um, this and that and so on. So you just have to lay it out, jot it in paper and start thinking about it ahead of time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And some things uh you know like uh, summer camps they 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 need to be on sale longer right right the sale needs to start early like even some people what they start it uh, uh during the black friday event
1: Yeah, I've already started. I I started selling, Mm -hmm. and we already sold like 10 or 12 weeks. And I had a mom text me today. Of course, she's past the sale price, but she's like, can you extend it? I forgot. You know, I, I meant to do it. And I'm like, of course, you're one of the best customers ever. You know, let's do it. So that'll bring us up to like 15 camps sold. And I even sold one or two, I think, for my winter camp already. So, yeah, this is why thinking ahead is so imperative. And by the way, it injects income into my company now that we're not going to be doing for the next six months as we're selling others. Right. So it's important to think ahead, by the way, that book, a mind map, uh, there's a bunch of them, but I think mind map is called, um, the ultimate thinking tool, a uh, handbook and it's by uh, Tony Buzan, I believe, but I don't know if that's the exact one that I was, that I read. I'd have to look, but, um, anyway, so, so yeah, it's all about thinking ahead mind mapping.
0: Yeah. And so, um, in 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 most cases promoting whatever event um, or whatever ad needs to be done what four weeks ahead of time so if you have a uh if you have an overnighter or if you have a parents night out or if you have a what uh, you know uh nerf night or or whatever th- those generally need to be three to four weeks out you know do you uh, think I, I,
1: i'm I'm even further than that, because like, it seems like everyone is last minute, but I usually try on big events to do at least two months, a month and a, month and a half at minimum, six weeks.
0: Um, I but, would say big events, yeah. So, you know, you've got your tournament. You've got, um, obviously, uh, summer camps are, are, are lengthier. I mean, that's right. that, that, that's got to be that way. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, tournament, I would do at least two months ahead of time. Um, but some of those smaller things, I I don't necessarily do that far
1: ahead. And you're right. People are totally last minute. So are you, and let me, let's, this is a topic. I asked you this question that is pretty important for the listeners to hear. Like, have you created a culture within your school that listen, they have four weeks if they don't sign up by week three, they're done. I'm gonna, you, you said it to me on the event that you're going to run. You're only taking X amount of members. I'm like, why Dwayne, du- why don't you do double that amount? You're like, well, I want it to be intimate, small. I'm going to charge a premium price for it so I could have less in. But I want it to really be specialized. And they're going to get all these bells and whistles. But like in my school, if I advertise two months in advance and they know it's not for two months, they'll just wait. Like my she, I just did this past weekend. Um, There are people calling me the morning of. Can we still sign up? I'm like, no, we've already done the brackets. We've already bought the medals. And they're like, oh, I didn't really know, blah, 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 till the last minute. I'm like, I'm sorry, that's not how we are able to do things. But they signed up Friday night. They were signing up Thursday night, the two days before. It's very frustrating. Um, But, I mean, it all depends on the culture and how you train them, I guess it is. It is, and I, you know, I, I am pretty hard fast
0: with uh, with deadlines, unless I've that's, screwed something up.
1: You know, yeah, if I've screwed something great, up,
0: yeah, well, it, I, yeah, it's not nice, uh, but it, I think it has to be done. And I, I just, I want a culture that everybody knows I, I mean what I say and I say what I mean, not because I need mm-hmm. to be in control, but just so that that's the standard. And, right. you know, if I say I'm going to get something done and I don't get it done and I owe you, then I'm going to make it right. Um, you know, but, uh, but other than that, I expect you to hold up to your end of the bargain. And, you know, when we have X date or X amount of people or whatever, um, you know, like I did a bow staff camp this summer and I only let 12 people in and I had, I had people that wanted more people that wanted to come in. And I said, well, two reasons. One, it was, it was a higher price thing. But then the second thing was, you know, with bow staffs, I only wanted 12 people on the floor at a time. Right it's Just you know, you are and I wanted them to get really good practice and swinging those bow staffs around with twenty-four people on the floor just wasn't going to happen. Right. Um. I, I obviously I could have had twelve sitting along the side while the twelve did theirs and then swapping. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know how to. I know how to manage the floor. A floor so that's not the
1: type of class that I wanted. Yeah. Well, that exclusivity is a part of the sales process too. Like, I'll give you an example. Like. I was bringing in a world-renowned ninja teacher to teach in my school, and I said, "Okay, the public seminar is whatever. Let's pretend it was a hundred bucks." I said, "But in addition, I'm going to do this small little seminar with it's only twelve people with this teacher privately for an hour and a half, and we're going to cover this really cool topic. That's one forty-nine on top." And I had people signing up for both but within like 12 spots boom sold out like people wanted to be in that small group they wanted to be with that teacher one on one kind of or as a less you know crowded environment so how you promote it is a very important thing so so let's continue so like you know so you you have and I, and back going back knowing you for a long time there when you first started i don't know if it was when you were single or whatever um, but you used to go and rent a hotel room once a year and sit down and just like, have your coffee. And and, and I, I love a little bit of quiet time. I get that all day long. And I work and I think you do as well working out of our houses. Um, but um, I love sitting down and brainstorming. That's how I put my whole year together. And by the way, I can't say that I'm so super special, but I did it two years prior. So I kind of copied and pasted most of the events and moved it forward. And it's easy now that it's laid out. And I have to tell you, every time I look at it, I'm like, "Holy crap! I forgot about that. I can't believe I, I, I didn't do that." You know, and, and so having it on paper is a great reference tool for memory for us as school owners when our brain is going a mile a minute.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, I don't. So how do yeah, you do well, that now? Yeah, I just do it here at home now because, uh, yeah. you know, I I, I, I yeah I <laughs> I don't do it anymore now that I'm married and uh, have had kids and stuff. I think at some point I'll do it again. You know, uh, when. I've got a year and a half before our youngest goes off to college, so that'll probably right. happen. You know, two years from now, that'll okay. happen, and, and and I'll make a weekend out of it, and and uh, yeah. my wife and I'll leave, and we'll just go, and you know, maybe she can go Saturday morning and go shopping for four hours or something while I sit down, right? And, you know, uh, you know, work on X, Y, and Z. I'll tell you, um, a change of environment is important, you know, yeah, it and so. Is. Yeah. So I, I, part of my getaway was, was the change in environment. So now that I, I, I don't always, well, I don't do that anymore. I might go to Starbucks and sit there and, you know, um, I, I, usually I don't do that though, only because this sounds self serving. I know so many people. Right. And yeah, you you know, I got to leave town in order to do that. Uh, type right thing. Otherwise, I have people interrupting me all the time.
1: Yeah, Not yeah, the day, yeah. You know what I mean? No, definitely. You, yeah, and you like you want to be polite, you want to say hello, but then your train of thought is broken. That's why I love the hotel idea. And I used to yeah. do a super a way more traveling than I used than I am doing now. I kind of intentionally cut back on all these seminars. I get requests all the time to go and teach overseas and other countries and other states. Um, and I used to love that because I'd be in my hotel room and they would drop me off and say, Hey, take a nap, we'll pick you up at four. So I could do a lot of my creative work when I was sitting in bed by myself or on the desk at the hotel and, and then they pick me up, we go cheese, we go out to dinner, then they send me back to my room, I'm all by myself again, which was kinda cool. So I got a lot of that stuff done when I was away. So that's outstanding. So so what are your and I don't want to ask questions to lead you down a pathway because you have a lot of stuff that you wanted to talk about. So why don't I just let you continue on with your suggestions of how you set up your to-do list. And, and what, one thing you are good at, and one of my clients, I used this with him, you shared the not-to-do list. And my client absolutely loves that. And I like it, too. Like I'm saying, like, I don't want to get caught up in Facebook debates or fighting with someone on Twitter about the president. You know, like, and I, But I often do. And then I'm like going back and checking what they said. Did they say anything back again? You know. So, like, what are some of your to-do lists and what are your not to-do lists? I love hearing what you have to say on that.
0: Yeah. So my uh, this this sounds horrible, but my not to-do list is I, I I'm I'm not going to do the inventory of the studio. Uh, we okay. do inventory uh, so that we can order the the uniforms we need or or whatever. Uh, right. I'm just not going to do it. I will pay somebody to do that. That's just right. Uh, it's not it's not that it's beneath me. It's something that I totally just don't
1: enjoy at all. Well, so, well is it, it? it is kind of, and I want to say it's below your pay grade, right? It's not beneath you because you and I will go and clean the toilets if we have to. And I do that quite often. I'm like, I can't believe my staff. I come in and there's garbage on the floor. I'm sweeping, cleaning. I mean, I'd, I prefer that it wouldn't be me because I pay people to do that stuff, but I'll do anything. But um, but you, we put out something about a year or two ago that was about, figuring out what your time is worth in your specialty area. And what I'm concentrating a lot on in my life is my HIAs, my high income areas, versus my LIAs, low income areas, meaning like, um, oh, I want to start a new program. I want to do competition, full contact badminton, right? And, and, uh, you know, I think it's going to be the coolest thing ever, man. We're going to run around with rackets and hit each other. And like, I get one sign up, but I put all this time and effort in. Right or I say, hey, my program for whatever is working great. Let me put more effort into promoting that rather than coming up with a new bell and whistle. Right. So, so what are your thoughts?
0: Um. Well, I think it's important to find out what we do best, and and then do it, and then uh, duplicate ourselves for other tasks for somebody else or delegate it out. Right to, to outsourcing or whatever. My not to do list is I don't do my um, uh, blog postings. I, I, I my to not to do list is I don't do my emails. Uh, I have my um, virtual assistant do those blog posts and emails. I don't do my videos. See, I repurpose my videos from my blog. So my blog has the articles that I've written, but then I take and repurpose those and put them into video form. But I have my um, virtual assistant do that. That's I, Do I want it done? Yeah, but I, I'm not going to do it. And if, if it came down to me, it just wouldn't get done. Because it's not on high, it's not a high importance,
1: but I want it to be done.
0: Does that kind of make sense? Totally,
1: totally, without a doubt. And I have to clarify, um, you do do your blog, uh, blog uh, post, but you do them all like, and then you assign the, the uh, VA. I type them out in Word. Right. Yeah, I'll be quite then, honest with you, I, 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 I speak them. Like,
0: I, I don't even like typing. I, I, if I could get right. around typing and just speak all the time, that's exactly what I would do, but, but I have to type sometimes. Um, you know, okay, not to bring up Spark again, but even in Spark, if I got a question, I am not gonna sit down and try to figure out, to type it out. You know what I do? I record right. a video and I pop it, pop it in their support uh, thing. And they, 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 they say, we love these videos. Um, that's what they tell me, but I, I'm not going to sit there and type it all out. And I'm, all, I, 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 I suck at typing. Um, I'm not a great speller. Um, and so then I got to go back and when it shows me that this word is incorrect and I, ah, screw it, I just shoot a video, you know, so I know now I know what my strengths are a little bit more than I did when I was, you know, 20 years old. I mean, did I still suck at spelling back then? Yeah, I did. You know, yeah. but uh, I, I, I wanted to strengthen my weakness. Well, I've come to the conclusion that if I, not that I can't improve, but but if I spend my time, you know, strengthening my weaknesses, I'm just going to have a lot, of, a lot of strong weaknesses by the end of my life. And so I might right. as well utilize what I do to the best of my ability, and that ain't it.
1: Yeah. And I love what you just said, because, you know, sometimes as school owners and not, not sometimes, I think 99.9% of the time we're control freaks, right? Um, we, we take everything as our own and we want to master it and do it and make sure that we're, we're in control of it. And that's probably the biggest no-no when it comes to business, because that only limits your time and it, it limits the quality. Because like you said, you might be Okay, after you spend 40 hours of figuring out how to do coding. Like, you know how many people I talk to? I do a lot of Google marketing and Google AdWords for clients, right? I manage their campaigns. I've been doing it for a long time. I know what I'm doing. It takes a lot of stuff to stay up to date with it all. However, um, I have a lot of clients that say, Oh, I do my own Google AdWords. I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah, but I don't ever touch it or look at it. I go, you, I, I go in there and I check out their account. They're running ads from like a self-defense seminar from 2016 that's still running. And they're paying money. People are clicking on it. And I'm like, you never updated your ads. Like, what the heck's going on? Oh, yeah, I, that's not my thing. Well, then why don't you just hire someone, pay them, and get an effective campaign to run for you rather than wasting money thinking that you just check the box, right? Doesn't Don't people always often just check the box and they feel good about it? You know, like join the gym, check. Have you gone to the gym? No, no, I joined the gym, check. Like, no, but now you gotta go to the gym, right?
0: So right, it's a little right. bit
1: different. I, I have that same issue myself. I've been a member of a gym for like three years. I haven't been there in a while. I, I do yoga, I do martial arts, but I haven't been to the gym. I gotta get back. Right? So important that we understand this. So so yeah, I love what you said. I think that it's important that we do know what we're good at and what we what we're not, and then delegate.
0: Well, and okay, so like even and my he- my head instructor, Master Bean, um, you know, I have delegated to him the class planners now. I used to plan the classes, and now he's doing it. And you know what? I think he's doing a better job than I did,
1: to be really? honest Okay,
0: good. Yeah, his ability to be able to um, come up with a cohesive plan for the class that um, fits within the time frame, and then uh, actually produces results in the end, I think is better than mine. And I think part of that is due to the fact that that's not my only focus, not that that's his only focus, but he can give it much more detailed attention than I can do it. Um, but I also think he is such a structured individual. Right. That it's in his, it's right up his alley, if that makes sense. Where for me yeah. – I'm structured to a certain um, point, but I, I need that, that creative space, if you will, to be messy. And, and he doesn't function in that, which is good, because that's exactly right. what I need.
1: Okay, I love that. Yeah, and that's the truth, right? you got to find your weaknesses and say, hey, I'm not very good at that, and find someone better. Or you could do what most school owners do and do it crappy, and, and put it out there because you don't want to share or you don't know how to delegate or you want to control everything, right? So it's a matter sometimes of quality, knowing like, I don't think um, the you know head of whatever company, Google, uh, you know uh, Facebook, they're, they're not doing the programming anymore, right? They might have done it in the beginning, but they're certainly not doing it anymore. They have 15, I heard just Google has 15,000 programmers that are working on one algorithm at one point worldwide.
0: Imagine the it. think
1: tank on that, right? So, like, that's, that's really great, though. I love what you said Just make sure you know your strengths and weaknesses.
0: So what else uh, do you have on your to-do list for 2019? I
1: mean, so much. Like, I mean, I can keep reading off, but, like, we have our Black Boat Club seminars, right? So where I'm starting to plan them out every month. Like, we do, uh, we do a Black Boat Club class, and then we have a Black Boat Club seminar, there's three seminars a year. One of them is in January, one of them is in June. So I'm already starting this really cool seminar which is called the Quest for Knowledge. And I'm gonna ask three of my buddies, the martial art masters or great martial artists, and they're gonna to come to my school and we do like a question and answer thing. And then they're gonna do a little ten minute training, fifteen minute training session. So um, I'm, I'm trying to get them now, I'm asking them all Facebook, if they'd be interested in doing it for February and picking a date and having three instructors and having like a board and the adults can ask questions like, Hey, when you were starting in the martial arts, what did you do? Or what, did you ever have this struggle? And it's just kind of that being around these like-minded masters and, you know, being able to pick their brain and so on. So I had that coming up. I have my first Nerf Wars income generator, probably going to do that, um, that new game that everyone's doing the dances, it drives me crazy in class, um, Fortnite. We're going to do a Fortnite, no. ner- Nerf Wars, um, continuing marketing my summer camp with different things, marketing my spring push, Google AdWords, Facebook campaign, hitting marketing really hard, um, promoting my tournament still. So there's, still, there's sequentially things that I'm going to still do, but I'm throwing in new things as we go. So again, yeah, you know what, one on new the thing layers. that we did... One new
0: thing that we did in November and we're doing it again in December, um, and I don't think I'll, I'll hold on to it and do it again, uh, maybe next year in November too. But, uh, we, we, we did a, um, uh, ninja obstacle course.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and I remember you doing that.
0: Three, four, we did three, four, five, and six year olds, uh, in that and it was a 45 minute class, the first one. Now we've bumped it to an hour. But, uh, my gosh, we only allowed 30 people come in and, and, uh, that was, that was, a huge hit. We got some of those people that now have signed up for the Karate for Christmas uh, offer, right. too. So. Wow. So, um, so that was, you know, we've never done that before. That was just creative. And even my staff was like, wow, that was fun, you know? Yeah.
1: I, think. I saw a picture, I think you had, of the obstacle course waiting for people, right? Get pads out and things out and so on. Yeah, yeah like, listen, um, sometimes I think some of these events are they're more bonding events, they're more cultural events, they're more um, necessary for creating that bond within the school, like-minded people or family, blah, 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 than it is so much martial arts, right? So, and it's important that we continually keep doing these things um, because parents look, it, it ties the parents into it. It ties the kids into it, right? It's, the parents say, hey, they're more than just kicking and punching. They're, they're a culture. It's a place for my kid to be. It's a place for me to be you know, as far as p- being a parent and so on. So, yeah, these are important things that we have to do. Did you see what uh, Frank wrote? Um, are we close sometimes to see our own deficiencies? I've done this way all way all this time. I know what I'm talking about maybe or – oh, okay. Well, I, I, can I, I'm going to answer this question because Frank's my student. Frank runs the school that we have in Bermuda. He's the owner of the school. And, like, the last time I was there – I'm like, let's do this, this, and that, you know, and he's like, ah, you, you know, Shion, you know, Bermuda people are different, you know, they don't, and then I'm like, Frank, you got to get out of your own way, I'm going to design a flyer for you, and you're going to go out and market it, and, and he fought with me a little on it, you know, he, he kind of, exactly what he's saying here, we are our own worst enemy, but um, then he put it out there, and now every time I see a photo in the uh, in the Bermuda group, there are new faces, girls, younger kids, you know, not kids, kids, he only teaches like 12 and above, but um, the group is growing. So sometimes we have to stop with our preconceived notions of what we think we know and ask and allow people who know more or maybe have more experience to help you get out of your comfort zone, right, or... or do things that you might not have done because you believe that they won't work, and so on. I, when I was at my school in Costa Rica many years ago, one of the guys, we, I taught him marketing. We had flyers, and we'd go out, and I, and I didn't speak Spanish, so my one guy was with me, spoke Spanish, and we go into a business owner. Uh, you know, sir, can we leave these flyers? Long story short, yes. We put it on the counter. As we'd be walking out the door, I'd see him taking three-quarters of the flyers that I would leave. And so I said to him, what are you doing? And he says, uh, I don't want people to take them. I'm like, what do you mean? That's why we're leaving them. He goes, yeah, but they're probably going to just throw them away. I'm like, dude, that's the very that's the very opposite thing of what we're trying to do here. Leave a stack. If they take them and read them and throw them away, who cares? But that's the chance you take. So he was leaving like one or two flyers on the counter. I'm like, then that two people get to see you and they're done, right? So this weird mindset sometimes that we have about what we believe to be is just so way out of sorts. Do you have any answers to him on that too?
0: Well, I mean, we're, you're right. We are our own worst enemy, um, so we got to take that into consideration. Um, but it's you know, it's worth a try, right? I mean, it's worth right. a try. If it's working yeah. somewhere, then it, then the potential of it working for you. I, obviously, if you're teaching twelve and up, you're not going to do a uh, a three and four year old course. I mean, that's just not right. how it's going to work. But right. you know, the guess the question would be, how can I how can I take that idea and make it for twelve and up? You know, I'll tell you that, like, so that Ninja obstacle course, we only did three, four, five and six year olds. It was free. Um, And I had, I don't know, maybe eight to ten of our own students that were in the age range of, let's say, uh, seven to to eleven or seven to ten that go. Right. Well, you know, what about doing an, an obstacle course for us? You know, type thing they wanted yeah. an obstacle course. I just don't know that I could come up with one right now with the stuff that I have that would be obstacle coursey or <laughs> enough for them. That meaning that, that you know challenging enough for them. If that makes oh, sense. Oh, you you could
1: definitely. Like I I have my um I've done this and I've done it young kids, teenagers and adults. And I have to tell you like especially now more than ever the ninja obstacle course is bigger than than ever, right? Like everyone wants to. Like I, I'm. I follow a lot of the ninja. Like I'll hashtag on Instagram ninja, you know, or ninjitsu or ninja training. And then a lot of people follow me because they're interested in ninja obstacle courses. But I have guys like that guy Swan. Um, he's very famous on ninja obstacle course. He follows me, and I follow him. But um, he has his own gym that's just totally ninja obstacle course gym. That's it. It's a big warehouse mm. with things but you could do cool stuff take all your wave masters turn them into a pile we've done that we tied them together with rope and they climb up this huge mountain of, of uh, wave masters um, it's fun stuff and people love it and adults love it just as much as a kid would it's amazing if you we sometimes think like and ah, the adults won't like that no they would love it because that's why spartan race is big and this mud runner and the tough mudder and all of this stuff are all big you know so I would do it. I would do a day where you could do one hour of this, take a half hour break, do another hour of routines, and then adults. I guarantee you, you'll pack the house. Yeah, so what Frank wrote, I need an updated flyer. (laughs) Okay, and now I'm going to ask you, Frank, because you're listening, why do you need an updated flyer? What needs to be updated? We didn't have dates (laughs) on it. We didn't have specials. Like you think you need to update it probably because you've used it before. But can you just continually keep using this? I think so, unless we have well, timestamps. Yeah, and and you know
0: when you find uh, something that works, um, you continue to use it until it doesn't work. Right, and that's that's really what it is. So
1: yeah, so 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 some of the events that you're doing, you're doing. You said you do your still you do your sleep overnight. You're doing some Nerf Wars stuff. What else do you do? You had one year. You had this amazing secret ninja guy come in and train. And yeah, your that do. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Let me just tell everybody how you marketed it. No joke. Like you literally had a page with marketing with a picture that had a blacked out face and you called it Mr. X, right? You didn't even use me. You promoted this secret person and you were packed, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we did the
0: upgrade like you talked about, meaning that we had, you know, an hour training, if you will, for this price. But then if you wanted just the uh, – the special, not one-on-one, but the only 12 people or whatever it was, I forget what it was, but we did an upgraded, uh, 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 one that you got to work just with a smaller group and we made more money that way.
1: Yeah, that was cool. I had a really fun time. We, I got to get together. We got to come out. I got to come back out and visit you. I'm going to be going out hopefully to visit John Gaston in, uh, Illinois as well. Um, and, uh, maybe we could coordinate, but, um, so I love that. So then for me, just some quick things too to think about, um, including all these events that we're doing and I'm doing, don't forget about the one missing component is retail pushes in sales throughout the year as well. Like maybe do, and you should think about this ahead of time because you maybe are going to have a summer uniform. I don't do that in my school, but if you do that where you have a light t-shirt and a pair of shorts, start promoting that, knowing that if you're going to sell these items and it starts in June, maybe you want to get the items up online and start preparing and promoting in May. Or maybe you know February or March or April, you know, like a few months ahead of time, so you you got everyone in their uniform. There's no last-minute crunches or rushes or whatever, um, and you know, maybe a weapon push or a weapon, you know, item or whatever the gear that's needed. Um, start thinking about that throughout the year as well, because these are all things that are tied in together. And if you, if you have them written out on paper, it'll be less stressful for you, I think, yep. which is super yep. important. Totally.
0: Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, worst case scenario, what you do is you, you buckle down this year and, you know, you work two months in advance. Now, right now we're in December, right? So you, you, you should be looking at at least February. Um, you know, January should have already been looked at, but <clears throat> so maybe you take this month and you, you bust out January and February and you work really hard. But then when January hits, look at March and when February hits, right. look at April. And if you work really hard this year, to solidify a lot of those things, document them, uh, be it the, the systems and, and uh, you know, the journals that you've talked about before, event journals and what have you, um, next year is going to be so much easier. And the yeah. previous years will be even, even, even more uh, right. smooth, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I love, like, look, I just I'm reading through my thing, right? April, I said uh, summer tank top sale. Start promoting that in April for summer, June, right? That's June. So we're going to get the picture of it out, put it up on the website. People can order it. They'll be like, oh, yeah, it's hot. You know, our dojo never changes temperatures, it's like 69 degrees, 70 degrees throughout the year. Um, but parents are like, oh, it's summer. We'll buy a tank top. You know, they wear it under right. their right. uniform anyway. So it's like thinking about that. And, and I'll throw some things out, like some of the events that I'm doing, I have um, already I know that I'm going to do a Mother's Day training, a Father's Day training. And I do it for free. And um I, I hadn't done this in years, but I made a deal with my car wash locally and I said I'm gonna give out these coupons and um if the and this is for a free car wash valued at ten bucks and um I give it to all the parents and they go and bring it to the car wash and then the guy tells me how many I brought in, he has my credit card on file and he charges me out for ten bucks a car wash. Most of the people don't use it so that's why I don't I don't buy gift cards because then I pay money and they don't use it so I just say when they redeem it then he charges me and I know the guy so we have this deal worked out and I also give him a custom t-shirt which I just started designing already um, you know for so that I give every parent who trains gets a t-shirt for the Mother's yep. Day and the Father's Day so like I'm way up ahead um, just so and it, I have to be honest I did all this and I feel. Like a sense of relief, I almost feel like oh, I'm just going to follow this now. I don't have to think anymore. I got it all laid out, right? Yeah. I did all. No, the it, it, yeah, there's definitely a uh, a
0: sense of um, peace, if you will, when you yeah. uh, organize like that and you do that. So I, I would just like to, you know, encourage everybody to to take a look at 2019, map out that information. Also. Um, you know, make yourself some goals. And I know this isn't this call, but but I want to throw this in there. Make, you know, make some goals on, you know, where you're at right now, where you'd like to be by the end of the year, break it down into 12-month segments. Obviously, you know, our business is cyclical. So, you know, you're going to have maybe back to school, more people join, maybe uh, right before summer, you know, people doing summer, whatever. I mean, there's going to be obviously times that you're going to get, the, the 10 students and not the two students, but there's also right. going to be times that you're not. And so uh, maybe make some goals for yourself throughout the year so that you can plan on 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 those things. And, and you know, look, if you're doing, like, um, uh, let's say karate for Valentine's Day, you know, how many people do you want uh, to uh, – I mean, obviously, yeah, I want 50 people, but that's unrealistic. Right. I mean, be realistic. How many people do you really want to – gain from that and, and then work, start working towards those numbers and how you can get those people to come in.
1: Absolutely. And I think that that's, you know, again, it's setting goals, right? It's like the typical goal setting 101. If your goal is to lose weight, that's perfect. You know, join a gym. Okay, what, well, what are you going to do? You got to go to the gym, right?
0: Well, how and, and, much weight do you want to lose?
1: Yeah, exactly. How much weight do you want to lose? Like how many days a week are you going to go to start? You know, You know, what are you going to work on? The plan, the map is so, so important, that massive action plan that Tony Robbins talks about to be able to get things done and accomplished. Um, that's why most people fail at setting goals. And I, I tell you, I teach goal setting every year in January to my leadership team. And I had a kid, he did this probably for eight years in a row and he's an adult now and i asked him do you use your goal setting he goes no i could teach the class but i hardly ever use what you taught me i'm i'm not the greatest goal setter I'm like but you did eight years. you could literally tell me exactly how to do it but you just don't get around to it isn't that odd right so anyway it's about really laying it out so if anybody by the way i mean a fun little thing we could do for everybody if you have a list and you want to lay out your school and put stuff on, on paper and send it to us, either Dwayne or I, and, and we'll review it and work with you or share stuff, ideas, or if you want to share your ideas with others, do it, post it, post your goals, post your ideas, post your, your, your plan, your, your, your map. And post it right on our um, page right here on the uh, school owner talk closed group and get people's opinions and everyone post their own ideas. I think it would be pretty awesome to see what people are doing. And maybe we'll all, you know, uh, what's that saying? Every ship rises, tides, raise all ships or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I don't remember the exact uh, phrase, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, cool, dude. Well, I mean, do you want to finish off with anything in closing? Because we covered a lot and.
0: No, I think we're good. Uh, if there's any questions or what have you, just let us know. And uh, want to remind you that um, uh, what Allie had uh, brought up with regards to um, finding out what your time is worth—that uh, is actually in our martial arts business manifesto. So you can go to schoolinartalk. dot com, and uh, that that uh, manifesto is there. All you got to do is uh, uh, click, click click on, on the link. Free download. It's free. Yeah, it's free download.
1: Right. Awesome. Well, I think that's a good one. That was, again, that's what I think most, probably our most, um, uh, complimented and downloaded thing. And people are like, it really changed their paradigm, their paradigm, right? Right. It changed how they thought because they were so used to thinking one way and we're like, okay, we, they get it now. Like, what is your time worth? You know, what can you delegate? You know, I learned that, like, if I'm in class, teaching class, and I'm tying every kid's belt on as it falls off, um, I'm spending a lot of time tying belts that I could be teaching. But if I teach one or two of my assistants to do that, I'm like, hey, you, tie that belt. Boom. I'm still teaching. So you got to learn to delegate in the areas that are most important to you. Yep, I agree. Very cool. Well, I enjoyed talking to you once again, Dwayne. Thank you very much for being on the call, you know, and uh, sharing your knowledge and I appreciate being here with you and learning from you. And I hope all the listeners do as well. And, um, you know, they can check us out. I want to give them the last on iTunes and all that closing statement that yeah. you do so well. Yeah. So you can, uh, you know, listen to us practically anywhere, but if you
0: go to school on our there's a list of that information there. So you can go you, iTunes, Spotify, Uh, a whole mess of places. So just go to schoolandertrunk.com. All that information is there. All right. Did you hear my dog bark? I did, yeah.
1: yeah. I swear to God for the listeners, she knows when I'm wrapping up, and then I usually hang up and she barks at me. Like it's the weirdest thing. It's like human nature, we do certain things a certain way, and it's kind of funny. This is kind of what we do, and we get caught up, and she knows exactly when we're closing up our call, and she'll bark at me. Um, It's just the craziest thing. So that means I'm such a creature of habit, my mannerisms and what I do, that she knows me to the point where I'm finishing coaching calls or finishing a podcast, and she barks at me. It's crazy. So it just goes to show you we get caught up in these, these cyclical habits, very habitual-type behaviors. Um, sometimes we have to break those, right? Yeah, you know
0: what? I just did a video um, uh, on uh, is your uh – Oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, your routines. Are your routines uh, 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 basically helping you or sabotaging you? Maybe I should put that into uh, uh, this our, our, uh, our feed here. On, oh, that'd be awesome. Group. I'd I'll love to I'll share that see with the closed group.
1: Okay, okay awesome, dude. I'd love to see that. That'd be great. All right, great. Have a great day. All
0: right, you too, man. Bye. All
1: right, talk to you later. Bye.